Good morning, church. Yeah. I'm Anthony, you know, and uh, Pastor Dan asked me to, to preach today. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, the Bible says, we'll see it. You know, it says, uh, you know, uh, if you love me, obey my commandments. You know, obedience is part of a discipleship. You know, so when he told me, I was like, you know what, let me obey. You know, because God will test you with people above you to see if you're obedient. Amen? Amen. He wants us to be obedient to our pastors, to our leaders, and amen? Amen. So I'm, I'm really privileged to be here. I want to thank Pastor Dan and Pastor Brenda, you know, for giving me this opportunity. You know, I came here in Medford, you know, like 2018. I was in New Jersey for like 17 years, you know, and I came over here and it has been a blast, you know. You know what the Bible says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, amen? So if you believe that, wherever God sends you, you will flourish, amen? Amen. So um, I want also to thank all of you for the prayers. I'm a new dad, you know, so... Um, yeah, I'm a new dad, and, um, and she's like a miracle, you, you know? You know, the enemy had determined for it not to happen. You know, like the Lord showed me, I was like, there was like multiple uh, miscarriages, multiple things that were preventing, and as David Coelho was saying, the persistence, you kept going, because the enemy wanted us to give up and turn from God. Say, God, why you cause all these miscarriages and let us give up? But it never worked, you know, because your prayers was there every step of the way. You know, when my wife was pregnant, the Lord said, hey, pray, pray against premature birth. I'm like, what? Some prayers went to premature birth. When, you know, there was always prayers along the way till she came. So I want to thank your prayers, you know. God used your prayers each and every step till she came. Amen? So, so be persistent, you know. And other thing, you know, I remember God saying, you know, you need to pray against uh, those like, uh, you, you know, those like, uh, you know, the, no children. Because it was like a real battle. Then it was like, there's no children. There ain't going to be no children in your family. And God was like, no, I am with you. You know, so, so be persistent in these things and you'll see them. Amen? Amen. So we have, a, a, on a lighter side, the, we have a joke for today. It's about forgiveness. <laughs> you, you know. Um, so the preacher... It's about a preacher and his congregation. The preacher in his Sunday sermon, uh, the subject was forgive your enemies. So today we'll touch about forgiveness. After a, a long sermon, he asked how many were willing to forgive their enemies. About half held up their hands. Not satisfied, the preacher preached another 20, minute, uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> this time, the response was 80%. Then he was not satisfied. He preached another 15 minutes. Uh, then with all thoughts on Sunday dinner, everyone raised up their hands except a, an older lady. Uh, and the pastor was like, Mrs. Jones, are you not willing to forgive your enemies? 
And the lady said, I don't have any. Mrs. Jones, that's very unusual. How old are you? He said, I am 93 years old. So Mrs. Jones, come down in front of the congregation and tell them how a person who's 93 years old does not have an enemy in this world. So the little lady, you know, sweet lady came in front and slowly turned and told the congregation, all my enemies are dead. <laughs> so, so, so we shouldn't wait till they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like, wow, okay. You know. So, so going back today is about discipleship, what we've been talking about, discipleship, Matthew style. Uh, you know, uh, I talked about obedience. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. You can tell how much we're obedient to God if we follow what he's saying. You know, if God says, do not fear, do not be anxious for nothing. Are we following, are we aligning ourselves to what he's saying? Or are we going to, in a different direction? Um, Jesus loved the Father. When Jesus was in this earth, he said, I only do the things that pleases the Father. So do we do things that please the Father? You know, he said, I only do what I see my Father doing. You know, so he did things to please his Father. And Jesus wants us to do the same things, to do things that please him. And sometimes we have to align our will with God's will. The same way like Jesus aligned his will. He said, not my will, but let your will be done. There are some things we have to like put effort and say, I'm going to align myself with what God is saying. You know, you know, about my daughters. I had to align myself with the prophetic words. People are like, oh, I see babies. Some of you are so prophetic. I see babies, you know, and I'm like, you're not even pregnant. You're not, you know, you have to align yourself with God's word, you know, and not go with what, you know, our emotion says. So my second point is disciples need to go deeper with God. I loved that song about going deep, deep with God. There's also a level of deepness we need to go. Matthew 7, uh, 7, 12, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. For whoever asks receives and whoever seeks finds and whoever knocks the door will be opened. Jesus says, everyone who asks receives. And another part you say, you don't have because you don't ask. And, and this is the character of God. In Matthew 7, 10, he says, if you ask for a fish, will your father in heaven give you a serpent? If you ask God for a bread, will you give you a stone? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Seeking and going after God. So if we ask God for healing, if you're asking God for healing, the Bible says the Father does not give you more sickness. Automatically you know that's not from God. Because he say, if... uh, if a son asks for bread, 
will the Father give you a stone? It means there is heartlessness. But we prayed, God is love. If you ask God for a spouse, he may tell you, wait, you need to work on some things. Amen. Or he may tell you, you know what, he'll start looking. Or, you know, if you ask God for, for a job, you know, for me, he told me, start applying applications. I was like, oh, yeah, I had to do some things. Then he, he waited till he gave me the right job. You know, and when I went to that job, I, find, I found those people had already had grace for me. So we know the character of God. He doesn't give you bad. So one time we were praying for someone, you know, years ago. And after we prayed, it's like hell broke loose. Or, or, or automatically, you know, that's not from the Father. For the Father guarantees us, if we ask him for a fish, he will not give us a snake. So sometimes there are some things that are happening in the spiritual realms we don't understand, and the healing is not manifested. But maybe God released it a long time ago. You know, and one time I was reading this book by a, a prophetic person, and he saw an angel carrying a gift following this person. And he was like, Lord, why is this angel following this person with a gift? Say, yeah. I released the gift long time ago, but the guy, he gave up, he stopped believing. <laughs> you know, there are some things we have to keep believing. God released it, you know, but when he came, maybe I would have given up. I would say, God doesn't love me. How can this happen? And when, and nothing is materialized, but the gift is already released. So that's why it says we need to keep on believing. Some things you take one year, some things you take two years. I, I was like, Lord, let, let me not be like Abraham. You know, when I was praying for me and my daughter, I don't wait <laughs> decades. <laughs> yeah, so you can ask God to accelerate it so we don't have to wait for so long. So uh, Proverbs 25, uh, 2 says, Is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search the matter. It's so interesting when we, when we are sick, we go to, uh, hospitals, what do doctors do? They give us multiple of tests like MRI, x-rays, right? Um, you know, blood tests. They try and go deeper and see what is going on with us. And there are some tests we cannot even say that they do to us, right? Because they want to find the results. When we go, do you know Jesus is the ultimate specialist? You know, he says, my sheep hear my voice. If you can hear his voice about your situation, he will tell you what, uh, what is hidden. In Daniel 2, in Daniel 2, 22, says, it is he who reveals profound and hidden things. He knows what is hidden in darkness and the light dwells in him. There's, there's nothing that is hidden before God. He knows everything. He knows everything. That changed my perspective 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, when I used to go and lock myself in the room, I think it's just me alone. Then I understood he knows everything. He knows your sickness. He knows your pain. He knows everything that has happened to you. Amen. There was one time I was... There are some mysteries in our lives that God wants us to know. 
if God is all-knowing, we say, ah, God is all-knowing, does he not know our solutions too? Of course. You know, our, our lack of knowledge, uh, uh, the Bible says, you know, my people are destroyed due to lack of knowledge. Our lack of knowledge and our lack of light in that situation. Jesus is the light of the world. Our, li- uh, our, our, our lack of the light of God in our so- solutions, in our problems, that can keep us in bondage for a long time. Amen. So one time I was praying for someone years ago. And for some reason, you know, I was praying, you know, God, I want to see someone on a wheelchair stand up. Guess, guess what? He brought people. So this person came and said, uh, you know, and I started praying and I started praying. And I did, not, I, I did not get anything from the Lord. So I'm getting crickets, you know, like it's just silence, you know. And the, guy, and the lady says, you know what? This is what the Lord said. I love it when people you're praying for hear better than you. They're like, <laughs> they're like this is what the Lord wants us to pray about. He said, I want you to pray for me about Freemasonry. He said, that's where my problem started decades ago. I was like... That one, you know, I was like, what do I know? <laughs> you, you know, so what did I, I did not understand that God wanted us to come together and agree and break whatever happened um, so that he, she can re- release her, uh, the healings can be manifested in her life. You know, because people have prayed and prayed for decades and nothing happened. So when you pray for decades, ask God, what is hidden? Because this is not a character of God. Because when, and we will see when we continue, uh, the characters of God, you know. Um, in another example, I was praying for someone in a wheelchair. And, and I was like, Lord, what is going on? They have prayed 20, 30 years. What is going on with him? You know, and you know what? I saw witchcraft. And I was like, oh boy. There's no way I'm telling this person because <laughs> I'll be like, you, you are crazy, you know. So I never said anything, you know. I was like, okay, so let, let's pray, you know. But then the guy surprised me. He was like, do you know, this is what the Lord showed me. When I was a child, there was witchcraft in my family, and that's where it all began. I was like, I was blown <laughs> I was blown away. And, and so the Lord wanted us to pray and break whatever was done. But for me, I had no understanding. So I told him, you know, God loves you. And he went that way. But uh, now knowing, you know, the love of God wants people to be healed. You know, he wants people to be restored. And, uh, and I was looking back and I was thinking, what yesterday, what happened? that person, how would, I, how would I have approached it? And the thing is, there are some healings that are very specific in nature. Let's look at, at John 9, 6. I don't know if you have that one. The healings are very specific. Last couple of weeks ago, David preached about two blind people that were persistent in their healing. They said, Lord, have mercy on me. And they persisted and they went into the house and Jesus touched their eyes and they were healed. He said, according to your faith, let it be established. So let us look at what 
how specific healing can be. So, so actually, let's start at, I don't know if you have uh, nine. Yeah, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or, or the parents who were born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus says. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. What are the works of God? As, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can walk. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, this is very specific. He spit on the ground, made mud with saliva, and put on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, and wash in the, in the pool of Salonga which means sand. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. This is very fascinating. The other times, the Lord just touched their eyes. But why, you know, why did God use earth and his feet to heal this person? Very specific. God does not do things out of randomness or chance or, you know, or it's like guesswork. There has to be a reason. And, and when you look back, you see he used the dust. Where do you see God using dust? In the book of Genesis. You know, that's why he created man from dust. So the healing of this man, had, had the, the, the dust, the, the earth had to play a role. And God says he took his spit, saliva. What does saliva have? Present the DNA of God. So he has to combine those two things to heal this person, which is very fascinating. Amen? Amen. So if your healing is very specific, you have to go deep with God. <laughs> you know, or you will miss out. Because you cannot say, oh, this healing depends on this. I, I saw this person healed this way. It may be all be different. Amen. And we can also see like in Mark 7, I don't have that one uh, up there. He took him aside, a person who was deaf, and he put his fingers in his ears, Jesus did, and he touched his tongue. You know, very specific. So, so, um, so God wants us to go deeper because that's how I approach him and that's how sometimes he reveals things. I'm like, and for me, in our, in our family, God took us back hundreds of years, actually. He says, that's where our problem started. And I was, I'm like, I'm a Christian. Why? God said, no, your problem was generational. He said, that's where your problem started. And that's where you see men dying, men dying, men dying. You have drug addicts, drug addicts. He said, your problem is generational. If you have like cancer, 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 Blood pressure, diabetes, ask God the roots. They have to be roots. Don't just assume, ah, you know, this what happens. You know, go deeper with God. And when you go, he will show you the roots, you know, and you'll be shocked because I, I was shocked when he showed us the roots of our problem was our fathers made idols that were really, really bad, you know, so... But anyway, God wanted, and he said, when we came and my sister, he wanted someone in that family to stand up and to break whatever 
the enemy had been doing for generations. That's why he put us in that family. You know, when we come to this earth, the bloodline we join is very corrupted. Sometimes God wants us to bring healing, restoration to our extended family, <laughs> you know, to our relatives and to our children. He wants someone to stand in that family and say, you know, we're going to usher in the presence of God here on. Amen? And uh, uh, lastly, uh, Jesus wants his disciples to walk in love. You know, uh, I don't know if I have that one. And I say must. Must is an emphasis. Jesus wants his uh, children to walk in love. It, it grieves the father's heart when he sees us walking in unforgiveness and bitterness. Two of the greatest commandments, he says, love the Lord of your, your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and love your neighbors as yourself. The kingdom of heaven, the culture is love. The kingdom of darkness, the culture is what? Fear, hatred. God says, the Bible says, they will know you by your love. Love is very important to God. That's the culture of heaven. So, so, so uh, what do they know you for in your family? I know some people, they can give us bad labels, but to be honest, what do they know you? Do they know you in your family, a person who walks in love? Or do they know you like they used to know me? Like I used to be like, I used to go from zero to 60 in anger in three seconds. They're like, don't, don't approach him because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna go off. You know, that was what I was not until God healed me. Amen. What do they know you in your family? Do they know, oh, don't come around this person because you have to walk on eggshells, you know? You know, uh, what do they know you? Uh, you know, they do, do not know you of just anger, spew, you know, hatred. And because it says we need to walk in love. First Corinthians 13, 7. It says, love endures with patience, Serenity, love is kind. These are the ingredients of love. Love is not jealous. Love does not, uh, you know, uh, uh, is not brag, is not proud, is not arrogant, it's not rude, is not self-seeking. So if you find yourself missing in these components of love, you ask God, Lord, you know, I, don't, I need some uh, fruits of kindness. You know, I need some long-suffering. You, know, uh, you know, love does not what? Love does not... Have a, uh, does not keep a record of those who are wronged, does not count wrongs. If some of us, we have encyclopedia of every person who have wronged us, we need to tear those. The Bible says love does not keep yeah, the record of wrongs. We need to tear them apart. That is an ingredient of love. Because when we approached God, God says, the Bible says, when you approach him, he forgives our sins and remembers them no more. Because that's one time the Lord showed me, that's how I want you to behave to other people. Don't keep remembering, you know, <laughs> especially my, my family. Lord was like, no, don't keep remembering whatever they did. No, you forgive them and you move and you move on. Amen. Love bears all things. Uh, you know, love 
you know, hopes, all things, love endures. In Jesus' name. So, so, and Matthew 18, you know, this is a long one, but, um, you know, it's important. Uh, uh, it says, then Peter came to him. How often should I, my brother, sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus says, I do not say to you up to seven times, by 70 times seven. So, uh, th- therefore, the kingdom of heaven is a parable. It's like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And he began to settle accounts. One was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. That's the equivalent of millions, I believe. But he... But he was not able to pay. His master commanded he be sold with his wife and children. Then the servant therefore fell down before him. Master, have patience with me. I'll pay you. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out and found one of the fellow servants. God is equipping it, you know, with how our relation should be. Who owed him a hundred denarii. Not that much. He laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me. So the fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged, saying, have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not. But he went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So his fellow servants saw what has been done, and they were grieved and came and told the master all that has been done. Their master, after After he called him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave all your debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion of your fellow servant? Just had pity on you. As his master was angry uh, uh, and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all was due to him. This is very important. This is, I didn't know this was in the Bible. So, and 35, so the heavenly father also will do to each of you from, if from his heart does not forgive his brothers his trespasses. Let's repeat. So the Heavenly Father will also do to each of you if from your heart you do not forgive his brother his trespasses. This is a huge warning for me. He says, if you do not forgive, because God is a God of love, God will open that door for the enemy to come in. This is the biggest door for the enemy attacks Christians, is unforgiveness. Because the enemy goes this and tells the father, look at your child. They're not walking in love. They're walking in unforgiveness and bitterness. When what does your word say? Your word says they should forgive. You know, the enemy always goes with the word. He approached Jesus with the word. So he has to approach the father with the word. And the, and, and the father, the, you know, he has put his word above anything else. God will not go against his word. And he says you will go into, it means the enemy might come. He might bring diseases. He might bring tragedy. He might bring so unforgiveness is very, very important. And as Christians, this is where you sh- we should get rid of it. It's like someone we should forgive. And, and it, it is, someone said, it is not fair. It is not fair for, um, I should have brought that quotation. He, she said, it is not fair for, 
for our loved ones in our families, if you're walking around in bitterness, unforgiveness, rejection, and we are abusing them, you know, treating them badly because of our history, you know, because our parents rejected us before, because our spouses rejected us. You know, we all go through forms of rejection and, you know, abuse. He said, it is not fair. Because Jesus is standing on the side and Jesus he says, hey, I am here. Come to me. Come to me. I know what you went through. I was there when your parents rejected you when you were a child. Jesus says, I was there. Yeah, you know, when you cried, I cried with you. Some of you don't know, Jesus cried with you. When they were abusing you, Jesus was there. Nothing is hidden before him. Nothing, you know. If some of you, if during those times you abused or raped, guess what? Jesus was there too. And he wept and he cried. Because it was not his perfect will for that to happen. Amen. So it's up to us to go to Jesus and receive our healing. And for him to heal our pain through the, uh, what happened, right? You know, through our uh, rejection. And, uh, and ask God to heal us. Because I remember one time I was sleeping and, and uh, you know, I was going through the healing process. And God, the Lord came and hit me with waves of love. Wave after wave after wave of love. And that really, you know, I woke up, I felt like I was in heaven. You know, so God can hit you with some love that you didn't experience it through our parents, through our loved ones, through our, you know, uh, our, our children, you know. Because do you know they also rejected Jesus? You know, remember Joseph was rejected by 12. Jesus was rejected at the cross. The disciples were like nowhere to be seen, right? Right? I mean, only John. John was there, you know, but, but a number of them were not there, you know. He was rejected when he, he, he stayed on the cross. He was beaten. When some of you will say like, oh, you don't know what they did to me. Do, do you know what they did to Jesus? Jesus was the creator. He came to his creation and they slapped him. They abused him. Yeah, they, they cut him to pieces. They, then they put him on the cross, right? And when he was dying in painful death, what did Jesus say? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. That is how God values forgiveness. That's how we look at. God, the Lord had pity on those folks that were killing him. So sometimes the Lord will show you the people who are hurting, where they're coming from. Some of them are coming from a lot of hurt from childhood. Some of them are coming from a lot of neglect. Some of them, and God wants us to pray for them. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so anyway, I, I'll, I'll, reach, I'll reach there. And we'll, we'll pray. We can do like a quick prayer. And this is where you go home and you sit with the Lord. And some of you, if your heart goes deep, like, you know, a tree, you see, big trees can go really deep. And, you know, the Bible says, uh, let me say it quickly before we close. Uh, the Bible says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outburst, blasphemy with all malice be taken away from you. 
Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God forgave you. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Sometimes our root of heart goes deep. Some of you, these are nice counselors over here. Sometimes you have to also go to counseling because that root is deep. You know, you, you, you take time with God to go and if it's childhood, you go there with Jesus. You know, just don't, you know, it's, as I say, it's not right for us to go walking around and just abusing people because of our past experiences. Amen? Amen. So, so let me pray. And I thank you. So, Father, you know, I ask you, you shine your, your light in every area in our lives. Do an x-ray in our hearts, Lord. Anything that is hidden, any resentment, any rejection that we're still suffering from, from our childhood, Lord, we ask you to bring it to light. We want to walk in your light. We want to walk in your love. Lord, highlight any people that we need to forgive, Lord. Any spouses, ex-spouses, relatives, anyone that hurt us, Lord. Lord, we ask you to highlight uh, highlight them to us, Lord. And uh, Lord, show us the secrets to our troubles. Show us the secrets, the roots to our problem. Lord, if any, any problem that rose from unforgiveness and bitterness, Lord, we ask for your restoration. Lord, heal our hearts. Flood us with your love. When you are asleep, just visit us, Lord. Take us deeper into you, Lord. Help us to forgive. In Jesus' name, amen. the stand-up. Well done, Anthony. Well done. Discipleship. Wow. That last part about forgiveness, isn't that... You feel the light of Jesus on your inner, inner life? I want to ask you to do something. Don't just walk away and say that was a really great teaching by Anthony today. But... Here's what I want you to do. Those three words, from the heart, from the heart, is what Jesus said. And if you, if God is highlighted by his spirit, someone who you think you may not be forgiving from the heart, I want you to go to a trusted friend, call them, talk to them. Even today, at at the altar here, if you want to come up and talk to one of the pastoral care um, altar workers and say I, I'm having trouble forgiving from the heart will you agree with me in prayer and that prayer of agreement can break those shackles off and start declaring I forgive this person from the heart they don't deserve it I'm giving it to them freely I'm not excusing them I'm giving it to them freely If you don't know Jesus Christ and His forgiveness today, 
for yourself, then this is your day to start that as well. Come, come forward and ask one of the team members to pray with you for that. Can we have the pastoral care altar workers come forward right now? And then um, anyone that would like prayer today for something, healing of some kind in any way, just come flood the altars right now. And you're going to get help today. Powerful help. The Spirit of God is so on this today. Remember next weekend, uh, Bethel team will be here. Healing rooms, Saturday morning training, Saturday night service. They're, they're going to be preaching different sermons Saturday night, Sunday morning. So you can join and be a part of it Saturday night at 6. And then the workshop, if you sign up for it, if you remember to sign up. Or if you, if you, don't, if you forget and want to give me a call or text me, we'll add you to the list this week sometime, okay? This applies to everybody who's watching on TV today, everybody watching from home, YouTube channel. All this stuff applies. God is giving you breakthrough, significant breakthrough. You know, David Coyle, his testimony, do you realize what he said? He said that he suffered shaken baby syndrome. His dad shook him in anger as a child and he became blind. And I happen to know from talking to Dave, it, over the course of a process of time, he got a total deliverance and freedom in forgiving his dad. He forgave his dad for causing his blindness. And it's true, and it's from the heart. That's such an amazing example. What are you going to say? God bless you. Say this after me. Freedom's in my future. Freedom's in my future. Yeah. And right now, too. God bless you as you go. We love you. God loves you. Have a great day.